Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave and we have a very special, special episode for you today in which we talk about all things Cloverfield related. We've done this before, but uh, it deserves a return visit because of different people talking about it and because there's a new installment to the Clover universe. Uh, joining me to talk about monster movies and uh, sci-fi and thrillers and uh, apparently World War II dramas uh, coming this fall uh, is Jenny. Hello. How are you guys? And uh, Kyle. Hello, everyone. And making a triumphant return for this episode is uh, long ago original, one of the original hosts of this podcast, taking some time off to get his education uh, at one of them high-paying college schools. One of the fancy accredited ones, too. Uh, it's JD. Hey, it's so good to be back. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't think of anybody who's happier to have you back than probably Jenny. I'm a close second, but Jenny is probably ecstatic. <laughs> say, yeah. Me and Happy Jenny there. about agree on everything, so <laughs> we back right. each other up on quite a bit of stuff. That's right. The... You're like my podcast BFF. Oh, Exactly. Right. Who, who else am I going to go to when Dave talks crap about Mad Max Fury Road? Come on. Right? <laughs> Such a crappy movie. Uh, <laughs> See? Oh, I don't get it. JD, JD served as the, the voice of the youth on this podcast uh, so long ago. Mm -hmm. Now he's... Am I still the voice of the youth? Yeah. Is that still... Yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah. I, I know if that's changed. No, I don't think so. Kyle, how old are you? 28. Going to yeah. be 29 next month. Okay. So still, still the baby of the group. Uh yeah yeah I don't I can't think of anybody younger. Uh, Randy no. Randy acts like a six year old though. <laughs> okay so yeah so technically Randy's younger than me. There it is <laughs> with his pigtails and everything. Right pigtails and <laughs> Nintendo obsession. Um all right so all right Cloverfield. The first one came out in 08 with a, a very cryptic trailer about a, a little house party a going away party. And something crazy happens, and the Statue of Liberty head ends up on their street in front of their apartment building. And, uh, and that's all we got, and a date. That was it. 01, what was it? Uh, I forget already. I, I studied this. 01-1808. That's, uh, that was the day of the release, yes. Uh, I, okay, so I, I think I saw that trailer. I always forget which one movie. It might have been both, but the first Transformers and the fourth Die Hard, I think I saw that trailer before. One or one or both. Uh, I can't remember which one. Probably the Transformers one. Because um, I left that movie thinking, I need to check out this Cloverfield movie. Which meant, I really didn't care about the movie I saw. So it's got to be Transformers. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we Googled it. And that just tumbled me down the rabbit hole that I've existed in till, to this day. Ten years later. Good lord. Uh, there are subreddits, there are websites, there are all kinds of things dedicated to Cloverfield and its ARG. Uh, that would be its, uh, what does that stand for? Alternate reality game, I think. And augmented yeah, that's reality. it. Augmented, augmented reality, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the viral marketing for the first movie and all that, all, you know, it was all, you had to be an internet detective to kind of find these cool little clips and videos of oil rigs being sunk in the South Pacific and... Uh, all of these things about this company called Tagurado, 
uh, and if you know Abrams, there's this drink called Slusho that appears in everything he does, and it apparently has something to do with Cloverfield too, because uh, <laughs> it's in all three of them, and uh, and apparently John Goodman's character is very heavily involved in everything Cloverfield um, in all three movies apparently, um, which uh, I had to do some research today to figure that out. Um, so, uh, that was my introduction to this. We, uh, we did a podcast back then, um, called the junk drawer podcast. It was me, my brother, and, uh, a stream of random guests. It was like a topic show. We did sports, we did movies, we did TV. Uh, it was just a, a precursor to this, I guess. Practice. I loved the name and we had a cool logo. Uh, it was fun. I mean, we talked about Cloverfield nonstop. It was crazy. Uh, what did you find this week? What Easter eggs? All this kind of crazy crap. Uh, it was a good time. I don't know if that's any available ever anywhere on iTunes or anything, but check it out sometime. Uh, it's probably pretty bad. Um, but yeah, that was how I got started with it. Uh, Jenny, how did you find your way to the Cloverfield uh, oeuvre? Um, well, anything monsters. So I was all about it. Um, but after, I was kind of late to the game, but... Once you start figuring out how many like hidden things on the internet there was and how everybody had a different idea and like it, it became kind of like this cult fascination. Like you you wanted to try figuring out all the, the little Easter eggs, but then you also wanted to be the first one to do it. So you were like competing with other people online trying to figure out how can I hack this? How can I do this? What side are you on? And it became this really weird like wants to suck all the life out of you time like absorption because <laughs> sleep who needs I, sleep <laughs> yeah but i don't think anybody anybody i knew i don't think knew actually what they were doing they were just hoping that if they clicked on the right thing something would pop up but then you <laughs> right. see you'd see other people would actually be finding things because they knew how to do coding and like you're just yeah like, there was this whole thing what the heck? i don't know I don't, if you if you did this let me know there's this whole thing about this girl who ends up at the party. She's passed out on the couch at the party. Uh, she's like blogging, I guess, about this guy she's dating who actually works in Japan now, um, where I think the main character of the first movie is going to work, uh, Rob. Um, and like either she's dating this guy or she's talking to this guy who works there and he's part of like Tagradu, I think. Does anybody remember this girl? I think so. It sounds very familiar. <clears throat> yeah. Is this the is this the Facebook page one? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, there was yeah. the whole thing where there were a couple of the people that were at the party had Facebook, had Facebook pages, and before the movie came out, and I could be totally remembering this wrong, but before the movie oh, came out, I think it was MySpace. 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 Yeah. yeah. It was MySpace. <laughs> oh wait, guys, come yeah. on. So old. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So great. <laughs> the voice but, of like, the art. <laughs> Like they had profiles, but her profile lasted the longest and you started to like kind of see what was going on and it had everything to do with trying to get a hold of her boyfriend. And I could be totally remembering this. I found it. I found it. Uh, It's uh, it's her sister or her brother is Elise Hansen, Teddy, uh, sister of Teddy Hansen. Uh, Oh, no, that's a website. That's that's different. Uh, Oh, here, Jamie. That's it. It's Jamie. Um, she was the whistleblower. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm looking at this website here. I should have done a little more research before we started, but there's this girl, Jamie, uh-huh. 
Uh, Dave, you could do research all day, oh, every day for six months yeah. straight, yeah. and it probably still would be different once you start a conversation. Because that's what I'm finding out about everything Cloverfield. Because I'll have something in my mind, and I'm just like, well, it's obviously that. And then somebody will say something, and I'm just like, wait, am I wrong? Wait, I'm wrong, right? And then <laughs> trying to remember all the things, because it's like, it's what makes it so great it's those little things it's like somebody says one word or one sentence <clears> in <throat> an interview or something like that that ties something else to it but it when you watch it and you're watching the movies you don't pay attention to it because it doesn't seem important and then you get three movies deep and you're wishing you listened to every single conversation yeah, yeah. here it is here it is you know, okay. so you could do as much research as you want and you still probably wouldn't have enough i've got to do it because i got to clear it up okay so there's a thing called tidal wave and they were this movement against tagruado's drilling stations and tidal hacked tagruado's website to show people who are visiting the, the terrible things that tagruado is doing to the ocean teddy the boyfriend of jamie is a member of Taito. He told Jamie he was leaving New York for a while and they would send each other video messages to keep in touch. Jamie didn't know about Taito at the time. She obviously thought he was going out of the country for work. One of the comments on the Taito website asks, is Teddy Hansen still missing? Another confirmation that Teddy was a Taito member. Um, where is the more mention of this? Uh, there was a recorded message um, on the station. Uh... <laughs> Uh, with, uh, wait, okay, Teddy was a member in this assignment. He sent Jamie a package with three things in it uh, while he was on the Chow station, which is one of the Tagruado stations, I guess. Uh, a hat with a celestial logo, something wrapped in tinfoil with a note on it saying, don't eat this, possible evidence, freeze as soon as possible, and a tape recorder with a message on it. The tape recorder message, Teddy, Teddy tells Jamie if he hadn't called yet and she was listening to this tape, he would be captured by Tagruado. Also said he was on a station of theirs. Teddy also mentioned that Jamie was going to be getting called by a person named Randy, the person who ran the operation. So Teddy is apparently dead on that one rig that that collapses, um, which you you get shot out of the water when those people are on the raft. You guys remember that video? Like pieces of it. Kinda. Um, so. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Okay. All this to say, what made this cool to me was it felt like you were part of the story at this point. Like, you were finding out bits and pieces, and, like, it's kind of real, you know? Like, this is kind of mm. cool. Uh, what about you, Kyle? Where was your first uh, foray into this world? Uh, I vividly rem I vividly remember going and watching uh, Transformers, the, the then midnight showing of it, and seeing that mystery trailer, and then, and then going online... So I think was the website was the uh, the old one, yeah, yeah. So I went onto that website and just uh, drowned there, and then going onto the MySpaces of all the all the main characters, and then that's where my memory stops because <laughs> <laughs> it has been so long since right uh, doing any of that. the The website was Jamie uh, Jamie Lee and Teddy com, and you had to type in a password. To get in and it was oh my gosh i remember that trying to figure uh, out yeah the password. and it was jl loves s loves th all lowercase <laughs> like who oh the hell God. who Ooh, you, <laughs> figured you, that out you bastards look oh man yeah the mystery website i think was the 0108 uh or 01 but even whatever. even even that one though remember it had all the things where there was like there was governmental like 
classified papers, yeah. but you had to have passwords for the papers. And then, mm-hmm. and that's when everybody got crazy on trying to hack it. Mm-hmm. We were like, okay, we're going to hack it and figure out how to get these papers. And it was, it was fun. Uh, frust- yeah. Frustrating. I don't know if I was ever frustrated. I had so much fun doing it. Um, oh, I got frustrated because every time I thought I was making progress, like the next day, I, there would be something online that was like, <laughs> They got well, it. you just do this. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, like, Shit, uh, I wanted to be the first person to do it. Why am I so stupid? <laughs> I should have known that, man. Uh, that's funny. All right. Uh, finally, JD, what was your introduction to, to Cloverfield? Uh, um, much like you guys, I was remember. I remember seeing the trailer from the Transformers Midnight Premiere, but <laughs> I didn't really. I wasn't really interested in it because oh. a lot of the found footage movies really made me sick as like a teenager because okay. I had really, really bad motion sickness. So it took me a little bit. And then I think I was, I think I was in high school or in college maybe. So like my freshman year and I was like, I'm finally going to watch Cloverfield fell in love with the movie. So that's when I started doing digging. Yeah. Um. So a little bit late to the game, yeah. but still no less love for the franchise. Awesome. All right, uh, who who saw the movie in theaters? I did. I did. Oh, all right. Was I the only one who didn't? Uh, I think so. That's okay. Oh uh, no. Me and my cousin. How old? It, how old were you, Janie, when this came out? It was oh eight. Let me. Ch- oh eight. So I was who like thirteen? <laughs> oh no. Uh, so oh, why did you so ask young. him? Why did you ask him that, Jenny? Yeah, <laughs> ten years ago. Because like when I think yeah. back of like when I was you know. 10 to probably 15 like the movies that that like i had interest in or didn't have interest are so pro you know relevant to what i love now mm-hmm. that that's actually kind of rad you know it's yeah. it's awesome you know like i i'm i'm old as dirt so it's like i remember <laughs> Shut I, you know, up. <laughs> I remember like ghostbusters and and that and you know and like they're still i get so excited now like when i still hear about them because I don't know. I think okay. that's rad. Um, and it's and it's something that's really cool because it, it's something that movies don't do enough is create intrigue. Right. Cloverfield was something that it really created – it took the almost the air out of your lungs because it was so much, right. wow, what is going on? Like you look, at, you look at the movies that come out now and while they're good and, you know, almost everything seems to be adapted from a comic book now or, you know, that kind of thing or a book. So you have that that source material to go to, and then you go to the theater, and are you really surprised when you see something good? You know, like we all knew Black Panther was going to be good, right? I mean, we all knew. Yeah. Um, that's not shocking, I don't think, to me, uh, to think that it was going to be good or interesting or anything like that. But then a movie like, you know, oh, man, I can't think right now. I've seen a recent movie. Oh, uh, and I've I've read I've seen other versions of this movie and read the book. But uh, Murder on the Orient Express, the most recent one, fantastic movie, beautifully shot, beautifully directed, beautifully acted by some amazing actors. Um, my point, I guess, is with a movie like Cloverfield, you're not just going to the movie, you're immersed in it outside of the movie too. So it's like 3D uh, in the most realist sense, like not just glasses, like you're living this movie. Um, well, what, what's also like awesome about that, though, is that with the first one being found footage, you you did have a lot of people that were skeptical of it. You know, they're like, oh, you know, 
I don't like the shaky cam, anything mm-hmm. like that. And then you're like, but it's a monster movie. So you right. have people, ah, I'm not really into monster movies. But it becomes so much more because, yeah, there's monsters. And you see the Statue of Liberty's head roll down the street. You know, it, it's it's mayhem. But through the entire movie, I don't know if anybody really knows what's going on. And when you get to the end, it doesn't really pay off. You know, like in the sense of, all right, here's the beginning, here's the middle, here's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. You still, even though the movie wraps up, you're still going, but but what about this? Right. And did, what they, else? Did, yeah. they, did they live and, or, you know? Yeah. And how did the government get the tape? And what's yeah. the government doing? What's and happened since then? Yeah. Like, well, what, you know. Well, there was, there was, I, I, we can do like this, I guess now. There was a hidden message in the credits. Right, at the end. Of Cloverfield, where they said, like, it's still alive. Right. There's a, the static so radio transmission after the, the bombing that you hear the thing say, or the guy says, yeah. it's uh, still alive. Um, but so, so the nuke that they were supposed to hit it with didn't really work. So, supposedly. Yeah, right, right. So, game, the game wise, the ARG wise, and we'll jump into the just strictly talking about the movie in a second here. Uh, I've got this timeline in front of me, which is very comprehensive and helping my memory here. Uh, I will start in 2007, uh, based on this timeline. This thing goes all the way back to the foundation of Tagurado and stuff like that. We don't need to do all that. Oh my but... God. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so we'll start in 07 and I'll start with, uh, let's see, August 9th, Tagurado gives elderly people slush show drinks as a gift. Uh, I thought that was funny. Yeah. So I started there. Uh, August oh. August 27th, the site jamieandteddy.com is created by Jamie Lascano as a gift for her boyfriend, Teddy Hansen. Uh, October 4th, the second video is uploaded, shows Jamie received a gift sent by Teddy. Uh, October 18th, the third video is uploaded. Um, fourth video on the 12th. Let's see, what am I looking for? Where did it go? November 29th, the first message from a whistleblower is sent out. Uh, 10th, the fifth video is uploaded in which... Uh, that package was sent with the thing not to be eaten is is in there. Um, I always thought she ate it. I don't know, because it seems like a weird thing to say. Um, the day after Christmas, the sixth video is uploaded. Uh, Jamie calls Tagra to see if Teddy is telling the truth. They claim to never have heard of him. And then request her address. So she obviously did not do that, right? Because she's not that dumb. Yeah. Um, the chow station is destroyed the next day. Tagra blames it on a terrorist attack by Taito. Um... Elise Hansen, her uh, Teddy's sister, follows leads searching for a missing brother. One of the leads uh, reveals photos taken by a submarine, and the photos confirm that human-scale parasites, we all remember those from the movie, were yep. on, the, on the seabed around the Chow Station, that the station was in fact attacked by the LSA, which is the monster. Uh, the 29th, third message is uploaded, and then we go to 2008, January 2nd, um... Actually, we'll go back. There's 11 videos as of the 18th of January, which is the day the movie comes out. And on April 27th, which is after the day the movie comes out, um, Rob and Beth have their date on Coney Island, which we see at the end of the movie, where an object falls from the sky into the ocean, which led us to all assume that that was like maybe the alien monster coming to Earth. But it turns out it is a Tagaradu. I think it's Tagaradu. Oh, no, it's uh, yeah, it's a Tagaradu satellite called the Chimpanz Three, losing a piece of itself, falling into the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and that awakened this beast. But how did the beast get there? We don't find that out until 2018, which I loved. 
by the way. I I, I don't care. I thought it was awesome. Anyway, <laughs> 2009 is when uh, <clears throat> we kind of jump into the storyline of the next movie. So we'll talk about that when we get to that movie. But as far as Cloverfield goes, as a movie as a whole, I enjoyed it just as the movie. I don't... Uh, without the, the game part of it, it's just a fun little flick with one of my favorite stand-up comedians and some cool actors I like, Lizzie Kaplan being number one. Uh, mm-hmm. She's awesome. And um, a lot of those guys are doing good work these days, too, by the way. Um, as a movie, just straight up, I don't know if you've said it already, but if you haven't, as a movie, straight up, your enjoyment factor, Kyle. Uh, I edge of my seat the whole time. I... I I enjoyed this movie. I love this movie. Um, I I know I know some of my friends got sick during the movie because of all the motion that was going on with it. But um, but yeah, no, I I enjoy this movie a lot. What is the? Did what, anyone here have issues with the motion other I, than me? I didn't, but I don't. You know, I didn't. The only time I have yeah, motion I sickness is in the car if I read while I'm driving or while the car okay. Is yeah, Just I don't be, have I, I don't have motion sickness at all with anything. Oh. So I'm I'm the odd one of boats. most society. Some boats get me. <laughs> boat some boat rides get me, but usually I only get sick if I'm reading in the car. Mm-hmm. No, it's just it's it's disappointing that like I mean Cloverfield would have been a much different movie without the found footage and would not have been nearly as good. Right. I don't think or interesting. Yeah, exactly. But it it's a disappoint it's disappointing that you gotta Some see, people you have to could not see this. Dramamine before <laughs> seeing it. <laughs> exactly. I have to be drugged up in <laughs> right. almost in a coma to be able to actually view a good movie. About, so yeah, right, right. Half asleep. What's what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> um, what did you think of the reveal of the actual monster? Because I don't think before you saw it, you got to see anything of the monster before you saw the whole movie. I can't remember there right. being like leaked images of like designs or anything like that. Um, actually, I think there were toys of the Cloverfield monster. Oh, you're monster. right. There were. That oh, was. That's right. So that's so that. But I think it was shown afterwards. Yeah, it was after like the first week. Yeah. So you saw you you see the movie. Then the, these toys came out, which I have no idea why these toys were ever existed. Yeah, um, I don't know. That's who would so watch. creepy. Yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know and, who would watch. Now I kind of want the toy. I know Jenny would. I was gonna say there's one person. That oh could yeah, think of who would want that Absolutely toy? Absolutely in love. In love with it, I'm sure. I, I can't believe you didn't find one in that Long Beach today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I honestly like to t- kind of take this off the rails a little bit. I am more fascinated now that Paradox came out of people's response to the Cloverfield franchise. Because because of the explanation, one, or? well, no one like I mean, everybody here is uber geeks, and we fixate on stuff like Proud the website and all that, sister. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm finding that the average person they watch Cloverfield. It was a monster movie. They moved on. Um, a lot of people were upset about Ten Cloverfield Lane because they thought it was a continuation of the first one, like I'll, what will, happened with I'll, the found food. And I'll be they, honest, I it, was disappointed um, when I left. Like, it was a good but, movie, but yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. But so, like, so you know, like hit or miss. And then there are people that hated, like, absolutely despised Paradox, right? But you don't you don't see like a lot of especially like in 
conventions and stuff, you know, people looking for the toys or anybody doing art of the monsters or anything mm-hmm. like that, where you get, you know, like when Pacific Rim came out, you could get an art piece of anything you wanted well, out of those movies, you know, and you don't see that from this because right. I don't, I feel that it, it's weird to say like a cult fascination, but it's almost like that. Um, but a lot of, we've done so much research or we are so excited to tie them together that we'll find those little, those little gems about, you know, something Donald Logue says that ties into something that, um, that's said in the second movie or Mm -hmm. something that happens in the first movie. Or if you go 18 minutes and 20 seconds into each of the first and the last movie, you know, like we're fascinated with that stuff. (laughs) But the, what I'm finding is the average person when they watched Paradox, they just watched it as a sci-fi movie and they they didn't really relate it to the Cloverfield franchise and they didn't have enough care in And that's that's why That's why I get mad at the people who say these movies don't need Cloverfield in the title. They absolutely do because of that reason. Um Well, that's what I I mean you guys know too. I I love Abrams like S is one of the the most fascinated written books I've read, and I've read, I read lost it now my copy. probably I gotta, six times. I gotta buy that again. It's, I lost it's my copy. one of those where like I'll read it and then I'll put it down for like a year, and then like I've got to read it again, or I'll just pick it up and just read sections out of it. Like, and every time I read it, I kind of take something different out of it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's kind of how Cloverfield's panning out. Is that when when you're reading a story or you're watching a show or a movie and stuff there is a formula you know you have a start you have a middle you have an end you you can although you have shockers and you have surprises and twists there's a formula to it and these three movies kind of break that formula because when you watch like 10 cloverfield lane it is it's Nothing like the first movie. It is a standalone movie where you never have to see any other Cloverfield movie until you get to the end and you'd think it'd be really weird that now there's monsters running around outside. (laughs) Why are there aliens? What's going on? But when you like, as being a fan and you start paying attention to what like John Goodman's saying and some of those dinner conversations and his paranoia with the government and like, like he has all this knowledge of why they should not leave that bunker. Right. And if you don't put those in context with the other movies, right. Right. the Easter just, you know, he's yeah. But when like after watching paradox, all I could do was think about things that he said in 10 Cloverfield lane and how it relates to what Donald Logue said in, in paradox, which then reacts to things that actually happen. Interesting. Can you, in Cloverfield. do you have any examples like off the top of your head? Cause I never really well, thought about it with Goodman's well, character. That's, that's what I'm saying is like, you can, you can research. I, yeah. I want to go back and watch all three movies and take notes, but it's what I was saying earlier. It's those little conversations, those little one liners, you know, like Donald Logue in the, in the interview, um, mm portion you know also, on, let's on just broadcast say, let's in just paradox say, and he's talking about how it will rip apart and how demons yeah. will come it's very even though not the same words it's very reminiscent of um goodman's speeches and stuff about how unbreathable and you know it's there's these weird parallels that you have to dive into to find similarities, but once you find that similarity, it's hard to break yourself out of it and not assume that they're linked. If that makes sense. Um, 
it, I don't know. It's I, I seriously, my whole goal right now is if I ever have a weekend of nothing to do, I want to go back and watch <laughs> 10 Cloverfield Lane and just take notes of everything that, that John Goodman tells him. Well, and then I want to, I want to have those notes when I rewatch um, Paradox. And then I want to go back and watch okay. the original. Do we want to, do we want to move to 10 Cloverfield Lane now or do we still want to talk about the first movie? I, think I said let's move, move on, on because it, it, okay. it ties yeah, in. I think we I think we covered this yeah. movie uh, in depth. Uh, and I always pulled a place in my heart. I think uh, merchandise wise, um, you know, toys and stuff. Really, all you can do are the aliens and the monsters. Be- I found it. It was on Entertainment Earth's website. It's sold uh, out now. My oh, my, so my, cool. my buddies at Entertainment Earth. <laughs> I bet you. I I guarantee you. I can talk to my editor and he can find one at the warehouse. Uh, they tell him he'd I, be my I, BFF. I read I, one of the comments from a year ago says that they don't have it available there. I'll ask him. Oh. I'll ask him. But it, it was one hundred and forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> it's, it's it's one of those. I remember it. Ouch. I remember it now it's very a clearly. Fourteen inch Ooh. electric toy. Yeah. Fourteen wow. inches. Things a beast. That's yes. um my um, my thing is uh, merchandise wise. I think really the only characters right now as of today. Um, you know, with the freshness of Paradox, you could really only make two, like, Funko Pops. And that would be uh, John Goodman and, um, what's her name? Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I think those are the only two Funko Pops you can make, like, of the franchise. Because you didn't, I guess you could of like, HUD. You could have HUD. What about the monster? The mon- you, don't, yeah. you don't think you could have Clovey? Yeah, yeah, they do. Just a little baby version of Clovey? They do little monster ones there from now and again, like Alien and stuff like that. So yeah, I guess they could. Yeah, you're right. They, did, they could do like a bigger one. Like one of those uh, exercise ones. So so what I'm saying, Funko, is I've already given you so much of my money. Um, <laughs> I have almost 100 pops now, Jenny. Um, <laughs> I just, 100? Let me, let me, let me put this... I finally this, got oh my, my Voorhees today, by, by I, the way, you guys. I saw that picture. Oh this God. week... This week, they shipped out the second line of Buffy Pops, which finally had Xander in it. Xander with the eye patch? Oh, listen to this story, Jenny. Okay, I have the worst luck when it comes to the chases, which are the rare ones. And when they announced that Xander would have a chase, I said, oh, great, well, here I go. I gotta spend 50 bucks to get this chase. Uh, I ordered all five of them on Amazon. I got the Xander chase. Nice! And I also got a damaged Dark Willow box, so I gotta send that one back. But, um... Yeah, I, I got... saw today at, at the con there. I saw I saw the Dark Willow, but I looked everywhere for Xander with the eye patch, and I was like, "Damn it!" I got one, and now I got to order a regular one. What What happens if I order another regular one and I get another chase, and I just can't get a regular one? <laughs> How weird would that be? Anyway, let, I'm, we're way off base now. Uh, all right, so Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, that came out. Let me get my notes back. Uh, 2016. There... I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I was gonna. I was gonna go with. Uh, yeah, the trailer came out in January. Uh, let me find my notes. Uh, and then it was and released it came in out March. Like, like, I was gonna say it came out like six weeks after. Like it. Yeah. Like nobody knew anything of it, and then this trailer dropped, and you're like, it wait a minute. released very what? yeah, very soon after the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, everybody's been asking Abrams. You know, as soon as Cloverfield was done, or shortly after, he I think it was announced he was doing Star Trek. Um. Abrams. So everyone was like, well, when are we going back to Cloverfield? And, you know, you figured, well, he's got this. He's still doing Lost. I think he was, he might have still even been doing Alias, too. Um, you know, and on, on that factor, he's an executive producer. I don't know how much of the day to day he was involved in those two shows. 
Uh, I imagine probably not a lot. I don't think he was a showrunner in any means, but, you know, we're just kind of splitting hairs. Um, but he went from Star Trek then to Star Wars, and it just felt in my brain like this Cloverfield thing's never going to happen again. And I was getting so sad. I don't know about anybody else. Um, <laughs> I know the guy who did the first Cloverfield, uh, Dan, I'm sorry, uh, Matt Reeves, who is of uh, the Buffy alumni, I believe, if I'm correct. Uh, I want to say, I'm pretty sure he worked on Buffy. Am I wrong about that? I am wrong. He worked with JJ on Felicity, which I never watched, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, no. He did, uh, let, me, he did let me in. That was why I liked him. Uh, the American let me in, and then he went on to do two Apes movies, so everybody loves him for that. But um, And he's going to do the next Batman movie, guys. Yeah. The, the godfather of Cloverfield is doing a Batman movie. I'm just saying. Um, You're such a dork. <laughs> I, I don't care. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, the Batman, too, it's being called, which is my favorite way of referring to Batman as The Batman. It's just so epic. Anyway, um, then they announced 10 Cloverfield Lane with that trailer and the fact that uh, Dan Trachtenberg was doing it. And I had known a little bit about... about a little, bit, bit, a little bit about Dan Trachtenberg, and but it didn't matter when that trailer came out, and it was called Cloverfield, and I immediately needed to do a podcast. I wanted to do a YouTube video dissecting this. This I think JD, uh, JD, you were still with us at that time, um, right? Where were you? You didn't start the new school then, right? JD? I think he. I think he was on. I think he was on the last one we had the conversation with. The last. I think I was. I think yeah, it was just I think us I was three. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, I was so excited for this movie and the, it just looks so different. And I'm like, all right, we're doing this. They're doing this like twilight zone style anthology film. How is this uh-huh. going to, how is this going to connect to Cloverfield? Is it going to pick up after, during, before, what are we doing here? John Goodman is having a renaissance and it's awesome. He's doing all these good movies. Mary Elizabeth Winston is one of my future ex-wives. Like, uh, uh. just, I love that woman. Um, it was, it's funny because Cloverfield, for some reason, ties to Live Free or Die Hard to me, and she's in that movie as as a dude's daughter, uh, uh, Bruce Willis's daughter in that movie, and then she goes on to do 10 Cloverfield Lane, and for whatever reason, I tie Live Free and Die Hard to, to Cloverfield with the trailer, and I don't think it's involved at all. I need to check out the release dates. Anyway, I digress. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, what were your thoughts going into the movie, and then after like what were you expecting and then what how did you feel leaving jenny uh well i'm expecting that this is a continuation of the first one you know like they're trying to survive away from the monsters that were in the first one right because you know it has something to do with underground um the the artwork for the the actual DVDs and the the movie posters was amazing where it just has the line going down from 10. Um, But then I was like, 10 does. So the project's called Cloverfield is the house with the bunker 10 Cloverfield lane. Like, does that tie? And I thought like that would be the answer to everything. Like everything that happened to New York started on 10 Cloverfield lane. Like that's going to give us the answer. And I was, I was very wrong. (laughs) so 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 by 10 cloverfield lane you hadn't known that cloverfield was kind of a placeholder name right right you didn't know that no i i i i have not followed anything on the naming sequences or anything like that i was just cloverfield was 
the top secret classified yeah. documents from the first movie. So I'm I'm thinking that there's something going on in this mm-hmm. bunker at Tin Clover. I'm thinking it's going to be this weird, like political, you know, <laughs> like we're getting into it. Yeah. We'll get in there and it's three people playing board games. Right, right. Um, uh, oh, to clear it up so I can put this to rest, Live Free or Die Hard has nothing to do with Cloverfield. It came out the week before Transformers did, and I probably saw them, like, week after week. Uh, and that's why it got so tied closely. To, and I liked Live Free or Die Hard. I will defend that Die Hard movie. The one that came after it, Blue Hard. Um, I'm with you. I, I actually, I love Live Free or Timothy Die Hard. Timothy Oliphant as a bad guy with Maggie Q, and then Justin Long playing a nerd. Awesome. Loved it. Anyway. And then Kevin Smith. Yeah, that that started the Kevin Smith Bruce Willis problems, which are oh, you could do sixteen podcasts about, which he has. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so now we can get off that rant. Um, okay, all right. Uh, what about you, Kyle? Your 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 thoughts going into Ten Cloverfield Lane and then leaving the theater as far as expectations, and uh, did it meet or exceed, or were you disappointed? Thoughts going into Ten Cloverfield Lane are mm-hmm. as follows uh i really (laughs) hoped it connected to the other film um i had i really didn't read up on any anything with 10 cloverfield lane so i didn't do any of the arg or um viral viral marketing that there was some there was some we'll get into it um so i didn't do any of that i just went in okay i want it i want this to be a continuation of it um and then thoughts coming out was why did they put Cloverfield in the title? Cause it really had nothing to do with Cloverfield. The first movie, this was, this was before all like really me knowing that it's, that it's a shared universe or it's a, it's not shared. Well, what is the correct term for this? <laughs> oh, what's funny is just connected, trying to, connected like, universe. Describe what connected. you want to say is what I think about every time I talk about this entire franchise because I'll get like two sentences into something and then my brain goes in another tangent and then I'm like, um, where was I at? (laughs) Yeah, connected universe. I didn't know it was a connected universe until way later. Um, So so then it, my like resentment of not liking it lessened, I guess. And it's a, it's a it's a good standalone movie. I'll give it that. Um, it's a it's a, it's very much a thriller. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, here's I have a I have a question for you though because I left it out. I I liked it a lot. I mm-hmm. you know first time I did go in though knowing that it was going to tie in somehow, but didn't know how. Wait, what? let's let's pause. Give me one second. When did you see this movie? Did you wait or did you go opening weekend? Let's do that real quick all around the table. Open- Opening weekend. Opening night. I waited. Oh, wow. Two in a row, JD. You waited for him. Now, I, it, it, it just wasn't high. That, we'll get to Well, actually, we'll get to you. We'll get to you. I want to let everybody I want to let everybody fully talk about it. Yeah, um, no and, big deal. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I like I like the movie. I really do. I. It's just just me going like, okay, you know, why, why put Cloverfield in the title if it has nothing to do with Cloverfield? But aside from that, I really love this movie. Go on, Jenny. I know, yeah, I'm sorry, Jenny. I cut well, you off. Oh, well, what, he just completely proved my point. What I was saying earlier is that that's everybody's response to the new Paradox movie is that I don't even know why they're saying that's part of the same, the same thing. And it's so it, weird because I, on the other aspect, I'm going, 
What? It was totally it. Paradox like, ties more into Cloverfield than Cloverfield Lane does to Cloverfield. See, it, I, yes, I, I, I agree. Agree. Well, I, I, I will say yes because it answers a little more questions. But I, I see it's equal. Like I think that it does such a good tie-in. It, it's a, it's kind of takes a while to get there with Ten Cloverfield Lane because you're sidetracked by the fact that. Like, is this guy a part of those classified things, or is he just a serial killer that has people living in his thing now? You know, like, is he psychotic? But then it all comes full circle at the end. Um, so I, 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 I related it beginning to end to the first movie, which is so weird because I'm finding that nobody else does that, or like, not nobody, but ten, like a lot of people don't do that. You're saying Ten Cloverfield Lane does more, yeah, more, yeah, okay. I, Right. I, I I felt through the entire movie that it was going to tie in somehow and how it ties in. And mm-hmm. and it did. Like, it rewarded me of tying it in. Um, well, And it kept me guessing because it kind of took a complete detour on how to get there. Yeah. But I, gotta... I, I was knowing that it was going to link. And a lot of people that I talked to was just like, uh, it didn't even feel like it was part of it. I think, okay, and I didn't, uh, we'll get to JD next. Um Unless Kyle, you had more to add. Uh, no. We'll <laughs> okay. More into paradox. Uh, my yeah, we'll we'll dig into it in a second. Uh, the ten yeah. Cloverfield Lane experience for me, as far as the movie goes, I didn't really talk about it. Super stoked again. This was a me and my cousin deal. We're we're pretty much brothers, I should say. Jason, who was a, a, a another former host of this podcast uh, back in the day, he'll be coming back oh, hopefully Jason. soon to do a sports episode soon um, with me and Tom. Uh, so Jason will resurrect, we'll dust off some of these classic hosts, uh, uh, bring them back. They're never fully retired from atomic geekdom. Oh, never. They're always it's like a, the mafia. You can't right. actually leave ever. That's right. You're always part of the family, <laughs> part of the family. Uh, that was my terrible, terrible mafioso Italian accent. That was awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, but no, I sat in my seat. I was stoked. The credits were fantastic. It felt Hitchcockian from the jump. I recognized uh, Bradley Cooper's voice on the phone immediately. Um, I'm like, this is awesome. I, I, this is going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, and, and I went on this ride and I was enthralled by the story that it was in. And then it got to the end and I was just like, uh, okay. Like, I like the aliens, but this kind of ruined this cool suspense thing and it never kind of tied into what happened in the Cloverfield to me until I went and did the, the ARG stuff. And then I found the Easter eggs I was missing, and I, you know, I did notice the Tagorado mail and stuff like that in the movie while I watched it. Um, but at the same time, I enjoyed it as a thriller, less as a sci-fi Cloverfield movie. And I was, I did leave disappointed that it didn't connect more um, on that first viewing. But now, JD, go. Um, so I also waited, like I said before. So I did not see this until I. I hadn't seen any spoilers, but I had waited, like, it had been a while. It had already come out on, like, DVD because I had rented it on Xbox. You um, fool. But <laughs> I know I waited a while, but I really wanted to watch it by myself because okay. I was like, I don't want anyone to ruin this. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, Going into it, I was super excited because it wasn't a found footage movie. And I also love Elizabeth or Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Goodwin. So I was already going into it super stoked for it Mm -hmm. leaving it i i thought it was better than the first cloverfield 
by far. Because he didn't throw up? And I, A, I didn't throw up, but I also <laughs> thought it did a better job of keeping me, like, like guessing, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, while, while the first Cloverfield is great, it never really made me guess. I was always like, oh, what's going to happen? But it wasn't in a... I never felt really connected to the characters like I did with 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is what I thought it excelled at much better than the first one. Okay. And I think the ending was a little bit out of left field. Right, right. But that is the franchise at this point. But, so right. it's okay. We're at, yeah. well, when I got to the car and we thought, we were, you know, the car ride home, we were talking about the movie, what you liked, what you didn't like. That's when it hit yeah. me. That's when it kind of hit me like, okay, what's kind of cool is that whole movie you're like is he is he legit are they dying out there or is he just trying exactly, to exactly yeah is he just trying to keep her down there because he's this psychopath who's obsessed with his daughter who ran away um and then you get to these aliens and you're like whoa dude was kind of right <laughs> like this yeah, stuff was real was kind of real and so there's layers upon layers of monsters which the tagline is fantastic uh for this movie um but yeah um, all right. Do we want uh, anything else on Torrance Cloverfield Lane before we talk about the ARG portion of it, which I feel like not many people know about? Um, Ten I... Cloverfield Lane is my favorite of the three. Oh, okay. Nice. I will say that just I, yeah. because we're here on here. That's fine. <laughs> you can be honest, JD. We we respect yeah. you and we do not judge you on air. No. As I I think <laughs> that Ten Cloverfield Lane is the most well-rounded of the three movies. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it's a good, I, you take out the alien part, it's a fantastic thriller. Exactly, yeah. And I think the thriller part is phenomenal, and that's what elevates it. Well, and I and I seriously, I want to go. Like I said, I want to go back and take notes of everything that John Goodman talks about because I think that there are a lot of really weird little subtexts in his conversation mm-hmm. that there links are. things are and when she links things together that you overlook he, because you're in the storyline of them living in a bunker and when she does that guys about, oh. i'm sorry well i'll get without you talking just one second when she does that guys i will sit her down and i will let her record her musings and her findings and we'll put that in uh, we'll, we will insert that into a new episode perfect <laughs> can't wait all right go ahead because i know john goodman's character talks about being like he worked on satellites before correct me if i'm wrong uh, i don't know yeah, if it's, it's satellites it's uh i can't remember exactly what he said and when I heard that, I'm thinking, oh, okay, that may have something to do with the satellite that fell in the first Cloverfield movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't... Now, we know that's probably not true. Well, <laughs> we'll get there. Who knows? But, I mean, like, okay, like, when I heard that, I'm like... I looked over to my friend, he's like, oh, yeah, it's that... It's cause He, he might have worked on that one satellite that fell. That's uh, what but, I thought, too. And then, then we find out that um, I, I don't remember his character's name is now related to um, All right. Donald Logue's character. You're leading me right into the ARG, so let's get into it. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so Howard Stambler. That is John Goodman's character. Howard Stambler. Okay. Uh, Howard. And, he, Howard. Yep. February, and February of 2009, he begins to work for a company called Bold Futura, which is a subsidiary company of Tagruato. All right, 2014, so we're jumping ahead kind of a bit here. We're two years before the movie's release, but we're uh, several years removed from Cloverfield. A local girl named Brittany is kidnapped by Stambler and forced to live with him in his underground bunker. After some time passes, she tries to escape, to which Howard kills her. There we go. 
2016, February, on Togarado's website, the Employees of the Month of February revealed Dr. Fang Young Bio is the Employee of the Month of Togarado. Bruno Kaiholtz is the Employee of the Month of Yoshido, Yoshida Medical Research. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. Yeah, I gotta say this one. I was gonna skip over it. Um, Aminata oh. Sayo is the Employee of the Month of Slusho. Uh, congratulations, yeah. Aminata. Uh, Howard Stambler is the Employee of the Month of Bold Futura and... Anika Peltier is the employee of the month of Parafun Wax Distributors. Um, same month, same year, 2016, Howard Stambler creates a website called funandprettythings.com as an attempt to contact his daughter, Megan. February through March, Denise puts on sale on Craigslist Howard's Silverware. I don't know who, who's Denise. <laughs> uh, after discovering Howard's secret website, she confronts him. Oh, Denise must be somebody related to... Uh, the missing girl, Brittany, um, telling him to forget about, uh, she comes from telling him to forget about her and Megan and to get help. Oh, so Denise knows Megan, his daughter. Um, more employees of the month revealed. I don't know why we care about that in March. Uh, in March, an unnamed user on funandprettythings.com leaves Howard a message which contains an audio file that contains a message that can be de- decoded by using slow scan TV. This ARG is intense, guys. Uh, although the identity of the person that sent the message is unknown, it is highly unlikely that it could be Nikolai Razo. I don't know who that is. Oh, Nikolai Razo is the employee of the month of March for both Futura. So perhaps some kind of connection to Megan. March, after having an argument with Ben, no idea who Ben is. Oh, oh, that's, uh... That's Mary Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Michelle leaves New Orleans, ending their relationship while she was driving. She's knocked off the road, thus entering the movie. Uh, March 7th is when she wakes up, meets Stambler and Emmett. Um, and that's when they talk about the poison and all that. Uh, so, yes. So, there you go. That's the timeline there for the game. Uh, so, there's a, a website Howard created to try to find his daughter. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right anything else on 10 cloverfield lane before we go to uh what prompted us to do this brand new episode and again uh we have to talk about the future yet we will be revisiting this in october and hopefully we can nail down jd for this again um oh absolutely uh rumor is right now the next cloverfield movie is in october and we'll talk about it before we before we leave here today uh to whet the appetite so to speak <laughs> Um, all right. Do we want to move on to Paradox? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So the Super Bowl happens. Uh, I- I'm driving, doing errands and things for the first like quarter or so of the game. I had no interest in the game because uh, I don't like either team. and I wanted them both to lose somehow. Um, but I was excited to hear about all the trailers. I had work to do with those trailers to write up summaries about them for, for my, my freelancing gig. And for our website, of course, got to stay on top of things for Atomic Geekdom at all times. Um, and I got a text from the aforementioned cousin, Jason. Uh, hey, there was a new post, a uh, new trailer for something that seemed Cloverfield related. He must have missed a lot of the trailer because <laughs> the name <laughs> it of it. Absolutely Cloverfield He said related. at the end, I said, well, when's the release date? He said, oh, I think it just said soon. I got home like 10 minutes later. I'm like, dude, it comes out tonight. It's releasing on Netflix immediately after the football game. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, guys, but the last, like, two or three minutes of that game, I just kept hitting refresh on Netflix, waiting for it to be available. Anybody else? No? Okay, I'm that no, much. No, I was at a friend's no. house. I'm I that big of a loser. Have... Okay. Uh, 
uh, orb that I wanted, I wanted to wait a couple minutes to maybe, you know, not have the server be destroyed or anything. Weird. Netflix I, Netflix never I does that. I didn't do anything <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday except for, like, create invites. And Patrick got home from a Super Bowl party. He's like, did you hear that? There's a new Cloverfield movie? Hmm. And I'm like, what? Good man, Patrick. Good man. <laughs> and uh, it took about 10 minutes before it was on the TV. I was just like, all right. Nice. Uh, yeah, I immediately uh, I got kind of kind of cool reactions to it on our Twitter and said, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna watch it and live tweet it, and I had a blast doing that. Um, I haven't live tweeted in a long time. I need to do it again, because uh, that's how we find people like Kyle and some of our other listeners. Um, but uh, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Granted, you're you're distracted while you live tweet, so I did like immediately rewatch it like right after, because uh, I wanted to just enjoy it. Lights off and sit back and watch it for the pure fun of it. Cause, uh, while I was super excited and stoked to watch it because it's Cloverfield, um, I was also live tweeting. So I was distracted. Um, the trailer did not lead you to believe that it was immensely connected because it felt like what we had heard in the rumors about this movie, about these guys in space, right? We had heard yeah. this movie was coming called God particle. And it was going to be about this thing in space, this accident that happens. And, Something about monsters, apparently. Um, this movie, while the marketing was uh, non-existent, we'll say, uh, aside from putting... Tra- I would argue that it was really smart marketing because you put it during a, a, one of the most watched three hours of television of the year in America. Right? Yeah. I mean, wh- whether you like football or not, people watch that for the halftime show. They watch it for the commercials, um, and they just watch it to, to be a part of you know a gathering with their friends, right? I mean, non-football fans watch it. JD, you're not a football fan, right? He's like, yay, sports. <laughs> I think he's muted. <laughs> he might be muted. Or did we lose him? Oh. Um, but uh, I, know, I know Jenny is a football fan, but I think it's only when it comes to her team, and she's just casual, right? Like, at that point? You know. Yeah, I, I honestly don't really like football, but I like the energy of rooting for a home team. You right, know, like right. I like the camaraderie of the sport. I don't really care for the sport. But I bring that up because you'd watch a Super Bowl for the trailers, right? Or if the halftime show intrigued you? Well, it was JT, so yeah, I'd watch it for the halftime show. Easy, and, easy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it, it, it's mostly the commercials, you know? It's, yeah. It's some of the some of the most clever, creative stuff out there, you know, that comes mm-hmm. out at that time. So, Kyle, now I know I know you're a Packers fan. Are you a football fan too? Do you watch football if it's not the Packers? I watch Packers. That, do you not? I'm sorry. Did I assume wrong? Do you not watch Packers? No, no I watch the Packers. Okay, okay. Um, and and when I can, of course. Right, um, right. But yeah, for the Super Bowl, I again didn't really care about. I just wanted the Patriots not to win. Okay. Um, which they did. <laughs> uh, but I, my main reason to watch the Super Bowl, unless the Packers are in it, it's for the commercials. Right. And nowadays you get the new trailers, you get the blockbusters, the Marvels, the, uh, shockingly zero DC trailers, right? I didn't see it. There wasn't no yeah. DC, uh, nothing for Aquaman. There was no or, DC. Yeah. Cause Aquaman's supposed, I thought supposed to be coming out this year anyway. Not till but, October, um, but usually trailers don't come out for like six months, but. Uh, but at least Jurassic World 2, the best trailer, my, still hands down my favorite trailer from that Super Bowl. Uh, you got so much in that trailer that we hadn't seen yet. Anyway, my point is, I think the marketing was smart for that reason. Now, granted, 
you're still missing a big chunk of an audience that you could get by not doing more. But that's what the next following days for are for, and it's also not it's on Netflix, you know. So I mean, word of mouth is how Netflix gets its popularity, right? That's how right. you find out about things like Stranger Things and uh, Everything Sucks and uh, Glow and uh, House of Cards, you know, all of these things. Uh, it's all word of mouth. It's all your friends. It's the water cooler effect that Jenny loves so much. Um, I do love that. <laughs> so, uh, and what made this even cooler is it was bingeable immediately. Uh, like, you know, you had to sit through three hours of what ended up being a decent game. And uh, you don't have to sit around and watch trophies. You could go right away and watch a great movie. Um, okay. So that's that's the hype around it. Um, that's my take on the... Uh, the the negativity about the advertising and the marketing and again i'm no expert on marketing as seen by how much marketing we do for this website i don't know what i'm doing uh but i felt like the diehard cloverfield fans were going to be there and eventually word of mouth would trickle out and i think bad word of mouth too plays into uh things as well but as far as i've seen this this I don't know how they make money, but they've made their money from the budget. Uh, they've got it back. Um, so I don't know financially. I don't know how much of a success it is. I don't know how things work with Netflix and getting money and ratings and whatever that is. But anyway, let's just focus on the movie itself. All right. So we'll start this time with JD if he's with us. Oh boy. I think we're having audio. Di- audio difficulties all right well jd you chime in as soon as you get back with us here um we'll start then with kyle what did you think actually you know what i think i started with you last time no i didn't i don't care i'm gonna start with jenny we'll keep it the same jenny (laughs) when you finally got to sit down and watch it which i think you watched it that same night you said right yes which was there are pros and cons to it because i was very excited except I dozed off in some spots because I was so exhausted. Um, so I had to do some recaps the next day, but uh, yeah, I watched it right away. All right. When, well, what we were, was that a, was that a you and Patrick viewing or did you watch it without? Yeah. Him? Yeah. We watched it together and um, it, it was, I, I had that kind of same thing that I had when I watched 10 Cloverfield Lane, where I went into it expecting to get answers, right? Like something's going to tie into what I thought it was going to just as Cloverfield, I thought John Goodman in 10 Cloverfield Lane was going to explain the classified documents, didn't happen. Then I thought this one was going to jump into where she makes it to the city, you know, kind of a continuation of we're at war now with these monsters, didn't happen again. But, um, I I loved it for the fact that through the entire movie, I was trying to put the puzzle together, which I'm finding, like I said, I I don't think a lot of people do that, which is weird to me. But like at the beginning, you've got them sitting in the car and there's the power outages and such. So I'm automatically thinking that this is as a result to what happened in the first Cloverfield. And the movie just keeps going in a, like I said, it's like a detour. Like it's like taking the road less traveled type to explain the story. And I would have never guessed how it ended up. And I did the exact same thing that I did with 10 Cloverfield Lane of trying to overanalyze things that were said, you know, both on earth and in, in space and all, you know, every single aspect of it. So I went into it with the expectations of it, a continuation of what happened at the end of 10 Cloverfield Lane. 
and was surprised. Okay. All right, Kyle. Um, crap. Uh, no, I I enjoyed the movie. Um, hello, hello. There he is. Woo! Oh, dude, does it? I I was talking for so long and it just wasn't <laughs> not working. Oh my god. Oh. Welcome I don't back. know what was up. Thank Weird. you. I appreciate it, guys. All right, we'll let Kyle we think. Like, I think like, I... We think we have audio difficulties. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I guess. I think I caught uh, Kyle off guard, so I'll let him think about his reaction and go right to you, JD. Yes. Your thoughts on Cloverfield um, Paradox. So I was stunned. Um, I am a big, big sci-fi nerd. A lot of people know that. You guys know that. Uh, <laughs> so this movie seemed right up my alley, especially set in space with, like, an atomic particle accelerator i'll be honest I, I gotta wanted. i gotta be honest when that movie when that trailer when i heard about that trailer there was three people i thought about my brother jason and jd um <laughs> what I, when I yeah <laughs> when i thought about because i'm like oh man this kind of fits like like our love of like the martian and the sci-fi stuff and alien i always love sigourney weaver um and then he i know he's a big cloverfield fan i'm like i gotta talk to jd about this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right and and I was more excited for the movie than me actually liking the movie. Mm-hmm. It was not bad. I was happy I watched it, but I thought it was by far the weakest of the Cloverfields mm. because it it had that mentality of anything goes, which is very difficult because I feel that there needs to be boundaries on a universe for there to be like interesting things happening. Sure. So with the arm like scribbling down, oh check the Russian stomach for this core. It just, it was a little bit too implausible for me to, uh, un- to for really me, enjoy it. For sometimes. me, Chris O'Dowd can do no wrong. So I loved it all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's totally me just like, Oh, sure. it was a little bit too far out left field. Yeah. No, but I it's still you. enjoyable. Yeah. And I think it put a really good cap on why the events of Cloverfield were happening, oh, which yeah. I was very happy for. We will so. talk about it. We will talk about it. All right. Absolutely. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, that's, okay. that's about it, I think. All right, Kyle, have you constructed your thoughts here? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, going before before um, the movie came out on Netflix, I mean, I did a little research. And then I because I did hear about like the, the God Particle um, title for it. Mm-hmm. And then when they switched it over, I'm like, okay, this this makes this makes sense. Uh, having it in space, and and I love the aspect of space, um, having having that, and I also kind of wished it kind of tied into the satellite crashing too, but that didn't happen either because that's a whole different thing. Um, the I like the humor that was in this movie from Chris O'Dowd because I've never actually heard of Chris O'Dowd before. <gasps> I know <laughs> you have Last never seen the IT crowd. No, I can't. You have to immediately watch that. I, okay. It's, um, I think it's on Netflix. You will love it. I, I know it's the thing I gotta watch. Um, but oh, I, I, sorry I like for giving little... you awesome entertainment. Jeez. I, uh... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it's okay. Um, I li- I like this humor. I like this thing with, I guess, spoilers for with his arm. And then, you know, yeah, just yeah, guys, <laughs> we're going to be talking in depth about these movies. Spoilers for Cloverfield Paradox if you have not watched it yet. Um, yeah, I like the thing with his arm. I, I find it really interesting that his, that his arm went through the hull of the ship mm-hmm. and that it just and that it cauterized it really well. 
Um, and that is arms save the ship, <laughs> which right. is hilarious. <laughs> um, but I, I liked, I liked the ending and just the whole reveal of the monster being bigger than the clouds was, uh, yeah, then, yeah. That moment. Trying, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I interrupted you. Please, please go ahead. And then also trying to figure out where this ties into how this is an answer to Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at, if you look at um, the main female's husband, his phone has 7G. <laughs> right. Yeah, this, and, this. And they're, wow. and they're also talking about um, fossil fuel. We're having run out. Which was, yeah. Which was never talked about in Cloverfield. Right. So um, okay. When is this happening? Ex- 2028. Except though, except, except though the, the shortages and stuff started going online on all the ARG stuff towards the end of like January. Right. So they're like, like the like hardcore, like I stalk these websites type people started seeing things pop up at the end of January. And then everybody started getting it, like what's going on here. But by the time the Super Bowl ad launched, nobody had actually, I don't think, had linked it that there was something coming, mm-hmm. so to speak. But yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot. Like they even launched a, another website um, similar to the first one. Like what was the first one? Like 0118 or whatever. Oh eight. Um, yeah. And then uh, this one was like, it was like April 18th, 2028, something like that. Um, but it's got like this weird video and everybody started trying to dissect it and it was all about power and the stealing of power. Mm-hmm. So, so that was kind of interesting to go into it where it's, you know, it's not something you saw in the first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause you were trying to try to figure things out because like there's this monster, uh, at this hospital wreckage in the shadows and you're like, With wait, Greg Grunberg. right. Greg Grunberg <laughs> on the radio and Simon Pegg on the radio too. Simon Pegg was on the radio. I missed that. Yep, yep. Uh, um, but you're you're kind of wondering, and Donald Log talk Log talking about again. I wanted to say it every time Jenny brought his name up. Big props to putting Donald Log in this movie. I'm a huge Donald Log fan, uh, and I was so psyched to see him involved. Uh, his character's name, by the way, um, where did it go? Where are my notes? Is Mark Stambler? Yeah. Do we recognize Relation. that last name? What's his relation to him? No one knows yet. He could be a nephew, a son, something like that. Because this movie takes Which place... Which would lead into what I'm saying, that he knew something. Right, like... right. This this movie takes place in 2028. So it's 12 years after 10 Cloverfield Lane and 20 years after Cloverfield. Okay, so Howard Stambler is pretty old mm-hmm. in the first one, in Clover- 10 Cloverfield Lane, so... We can assume he's probably uh, a, a nephew, brother. or I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's directly related to because he really only talked about his daughter. Um, exactly, yeah. So I gotta feel like it's a, a like a you know second family deal. But uh, with but with whole with this whole thing about you know alternate realities, mm-hmm. this you know got everyone thinking that okay, these three films are in three different realities. And that they're that the the particle accelerator um, going off got these monsters and aliens to these three different Earths. That is my thinking on it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I, think, so I think that's how that's why the monster that we see at the end, which is the same monster from Cloverfield, is but it is much bigger 
than well, the one we see. They explained it. Okay, so it's explained in the movie what. Uh, I, I guess I, I, I kind of got it right away. I, I, um, when, once once Donald Logue's character talked about it, um, basically what this satellite is doing or what the space station is doing is ripping a hole in space and time, opening mm-hmm. up portals uh-huh. and ripping open dimensions. In and he talked about it. Monsters may show up now in the past or you know whatever. So I think what that did is it uh, it, it it brought forth this monster. At any point in in Earth's past, and that satellite crashing woke it up in 08. So that's what we're getting with the monster, okay? Okay. In New York. This is my theory, and I think this is what a lot of people are thinking. And if I'm wrong, and if you have different theories, please hit us up on Facebook or Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. We want to hear it. Um, <clears throat> as far as 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is uh, 12 years before this, uh, that's it could be ripping wormholes in space and bringing aliens to Earth. So there's that. And it also leads into very heavily, I think, what the next movie is, which is a movie that takes place on the eve of D-Day, in which we find out, or troops find out, that not the Nazis are tampering with supernatural powers to try to win the war. And could those powers have anything to do with space worms or monsters? Or did we rip open the veil for ghosts or vampires or who knows, you know? <laughs> Uh, I'm very, very intrigued. Plus, the cast has me. Uh, Ian DeCaster, the uh, Casticker from Ages of Shield. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Um. Anyway, we'll talk about that before shortly before we leave. Um. So that's that's kind of why I think Logue's character is telling you. Boom. This is why we have the monster now. Um. Did we talk? Did everybody talk about the movie? Paradox. I think so. Did JD? Did you do it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he yeah, started. Yeah. You started. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a Facebook Q and A panel for the movie. It was like a fifteen minute panel. I took some notes about it. Uh, some of the things that were asked and things that were said. Did we lose Jenny, or is she just quiet? No, I'm, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Uh, the cast found out about the title of Paradox and the two trailers and the release day uh, on the day of the Super Bowl. Wow. The uh, the man that played the captain of the of the space station was at the Super Bowl. <laughs> and so he did, his family texted him and said, we're not waiting for you. We're watching this movie. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, at 18 minutes and 20 seconds into Cloverfield and Paradox, a Cloverfield Paradox, if you sync it up, which somebody did, and this is why I love this fan base, um, the moment they do the first uh, test, I think, or whatever, the space station... Is that when the power goes out? That's when the power goes out and the monster is first seen in Cloverfield. Now, Abrams and the director says it's a bizarre coincidence, which makes me sad. I I still really? live I still There's live no by way. I still live by the fact yeah. that it's true. <laughs> there, there, no okay, that is such yeah. There's no way that's impossible. That like for the exact second like that is who. That's yeah. close. Yeah, no. It, it unless you've got an editor in there that's that's deciding that they're they're going to start adding their own Easter eggs yeah. that had to be planned. Um. Okay. So at eighteen twenty in Cloverfield, two thousand eight, we see an earthquake and a power outage at Rob's party, which prompts the guests to go to the roof, and then there's an explosion. At eighteen twenty in the Cloverfield Paradox, the Shepard particle accelerator begins freaking out on board the Cloverfield space station, ripping space and time apart, essentially serving as the Big Bang of 
the Cloverfield universe. Yes, sir. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, again, Abram says it was a coincidence. I still want to believe and will forever believe I am Mulder. Um, <laughs> he was asked, Abrams was asked, will any survivors from any of the films join into one movie? JJ said they've talked about it as a, as a big what if, uh, and he has come to the conclusion he would love to see Gugu's character from Paradox and Mary Elizabeth Winstead's movie uh, character team up in a future movie. Now, however, yes. that, however that happens, who knows, because I'm pretty sure the monster ate the pod that was falling uh, back to Earth or whatever, but and also it takes place 12 years after Cloverfield Lane. Who knows? Who cares? Just do it. Um, and according to, I think Abrams said this, Cloverfield is like an amusement park. Each movie is a different ride within the same park. Think of it like Twilight Zone or Black Mirror. Ooh. I like that. Totally I that. like that. I like the amusement yeah. park analogy. I like that a lot. Uh, so that's what I like how he likened it to Black Mirror because I feel like that's a show that is doing very right as an anthology series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Because they kind of link together, but they don't necessarily link together. And They feel yeah. like they could be in a shared universe at different times within that, that universe, but you never quite know. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, but okay. Before I talk about the future, anything else on Cloverfield Paradox that I didn't talk about that you guys want to get into? Well, I, I, I want to just add, like, stir the pot here, though, because I am shocked how many people hated Paradox. Like, it, it's got horrible ratings on Rotten Tomato. Um, it's hit or miss. Like, people that, like, I know like sci-fi and, and like, <clears throat> you know, the Cloverfield movies and such, mm. like... I got all excited. I'm like, hey, have you seen it yet? And they're like, no, there's a Cloverfield movie. And then they watch it and they're like, yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, my brother sent me texts that were like, like damning. He was just like, it was the worst pile of shit I have ever watched. And I'm just like, what? Like we got into this like mega text message fight about it. Cause I'm just like, you totally missed the entire point of this movie. And, but I'm fine. It's so weird. It's like, the hardcore people that have kind of like have been with me through this series, like, you know, like Dave and JD and all that, you know, and that we've yeah. done the ARG stuff and we get excited when there's weird staticky videos that pop up. Every one of us, I haven't met anybody that's been a part of that that has disliked it. Like there's, I'll, I'll be the first to admit there's flaws. Like there are elements of it that I'm just like, eh, well, they, you know, could have improved that a little bit, but overall, Loved it. Thought it was super fun. Loved the tie-in. People that don't do that and they just watch it for the movie, majority of the people I've talked to hated it. Absolutely hated it. Thought it was the stupidest sci-fi movie they'd seen in a while. Didn't understand it. Didn't get, like, why they didn't do this or why they did do that. Like, it has been the weirdest social experiment of people (laughs) who have watched this because I'm flabbergasted how much people dislike this movie. I And I I'm wanting to know if you guys have any of that that feelings or if you encountered that too cuz like I know Dave liked it cuz Dave and I the moment we got done watching it we're just like, "Oh my gosh, this was amazing." But 
I I just think the problem is is that I don't these movies aren't really being made for people who aren't fans like because like all these intricacies are happening right you lose a lot like, of people people who just casually watch these movies are going to be lost right right you you got mm-hmm. you had the monster movie fans who came for the first one and then whether they stayed or not who knows and then the thriller fans who saw who wanted to see I think loved Cloverfield Lane until the last ten minutes. And then, oh my! Well, I remember that too. Like everybody right. got really mad about the ending. They're mm-hmm. just like, "That was so stupid." And, and then, like, I love that. Right, and I think a lot of people with paradox now are like, "I've seen this movie. It was Event for Event Horizon or blah blah blah." They've done this movie, and then they just threw in, they just mashed in some Cloverfield, which is true, because this is you know, Ten Cloverfield Lane and this movie are scripts they bought to work into the Cloverfield but, universe, which is fine. But I will say, I think that. It seemed more like the Cloverfield Paradox was not a Cloverfield movie than the first than Ten Cloverfield Lane, at least to me. Oh no! Oh, I, I thought I the opposite. Think, yeah, I definitely think because Cloverfield see, Paradox is more of a Cloverfield movie than Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, what? Why do Interesting. you think that? Because I feel like the there is a shell of a very weird sci-fi movie that is completely right. apparent. Right. And that the only thing that connects them really are like the little Easter eggs that are in it, mm-hmm. as well as the end scene and the everything like, going back to Stern, Earth. the Stambler. Right. Yes. I feel like those are like the two big things that connect it. And the rest of the movie really is just a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. that was set in space. Okay, obviously, Ten Cloverfield Lane is a thriller set in a bunker. Right. So it's not much better, but... I think the movie could have ended when she got out. And exactly. There, there would be no have. Cloverfield involvement at all. And I think people would still like could it. Be said for, I think the same thing could still be said for God or Cloverfield Paradox, where they just came back mm-hmm. and there was no monsters or anything. But think of minus like the bunker scenes. There's this there's this term in wrestling called marking out, and it's when something shocking happens on screen and you kind of get up out of your feet and on your feet and kind of just celebrate and cheer. It's called marking out. Uh, I marked out when the monster came out of the clouds. Anybody else? Really? I I did too. I I see. I was still in that complete excuse my language mindfuck of the Mm, entire movie because I was like trying to figure out. I'm like. Wait, is this in the future? Timelines and Earth. Right. Is this Earth the real Earth that was the Earth that was in the original movie Earth, or is this a different Earth? Mm-hmm. And then why? Why is that? You know, what's up with that little girl? And I'm like going around this, and when they show the monster, I was just like, he's really, really big, and like <laughs> yeah. it, it kind of shocked me more than anything because in my head I was still going through the. I didn't know where I stood in the in the sense of the story. I didn't honestly know, like, was turning on that machine what caused the monsters to come? Is it the same story and timeline as the first one, but a different Earth? Or is it the same Earth that's at a different time? And then is, and I was like, I was trying to like, it's like those boards where you put the pin and you start stretching the, the thread, trying to connect the dots. Like, oh, yeah. It just became a tie in total not ball right it was absolutely it was absolutely the it's always sunny meme where charlie's (laughs) charlie's trying to find the woman from hr uh it's absolutely that i think i think we have to believe that everything that took place with our main characters in paradox 
and then them getting back to their Earth is our Cloverfield Earth. I think the New Orleans that has Mary Elizabeth Winslet's character and John Goodman is our Earth with our Cloverfield characters from 2008. I think those are all the same things. Now, I think with what happened with the Particle Accelerator and the Clover that, that on, the, on the Cloverfield Station, that's the tie-in with this movie, is that the station is called the Cloverfield Space Station. Um, I think that, that what happened there and actually turning on the God Particle or whatever it is and activating it is what activated all of these monsters to rip through these dimensional tears and wormholes for these aliens and whatever else we're going to get in the future. Uh, JJ wants to do a Western. I think that'd be rad. Um, uh, some kind of weird monster Western. Um, but I, I feel like it's all in the same place. And I feel that way. And I'll let you talk to me. I swear. Um, I feel that way because of the, the, the through the threads we got with Donald Logue's character, and the things he's saying, which you're saying, tied back to Goodman's character, um, and and that 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 you know, that's where I'm gonna going. I well, see though, that's where I'm going more, and I'm probably totally wrong, and I'm missing something. But in my head, I'm still stuck on the they're not the same Earths. I don't think they're I don't the think same. Earths. They're the same Earths either. Because because <clears throat> here's the here's the fact that we know from every sci-fi time traveling whatever, if in 2028 they opened up this weird portal and dropped monsters in 2008, that would fuck up the entire timeline to get to where they went to space originally. Wait, because Jenny, 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 that's why the word paradox is in the title. Because, I know, but, because but they're I don't dro- think it's the same earth. Because at that moment, it's like thinking about the lost thing when they go back in time. Uh, while it's their past, it's also these characters present. So, when that thing happens and it rips a thing in space and time, at that moment, the monster in 2008 didn't exist until that happened in the future. So there's no recollection of it happening or any kind of damage of it happening because it did not happen until they activated in 2028. Does that make any kind of sense? Uh, it sense does, but yeah. it still would screw up everything that proceeded no. after that. No, because that's where no. it, that's the paradox of it, Jenny. This this know. takes you have to be a flash. I, I think so. you have to be a flash I, fan yeah. to understand it. You have to be a real. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, Kyle, Kyle, why don't I you think... give it a stab? Okay. What were you gonna say? Okay. So no, it's it's based. Dave, you're right. It it makes sense. Yeah, yeah somebody said I'm right. That never happens. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not I don't disagreeing know. with you, Dave. I'm no, I know we're not. There's. I, I, I don't think. Sense, but I, I can also. Saying, but I think it's right. more simplistic. I don't think. I want to stop. I want to stop there. I don't think anybody's right. I think we're all theorizing. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think Kyle meant no, to say. I, I, no I think right Kyle meant to say he agrees. I, I agree. I, I. You're right in your. My my science theory, right? Yeah. Science because, was in air quotes. Because, um, like, with within um, TV show Legends of Tomorrow, history is not... It, it takes time to cement. So that's probably why if, like, say, like, um, a character doesn't remember events happening, it's because it hasn't it hasn't kicked in yet. Right. Marty's, so, m- Marty's mom doesn't remember meeting him in the past. Right. Right. So... Okay, I got exactly. you. Uh, like I said, it totally um, makes sense. But for in my yeah. head right now, I think that it's it's kind of one of those like any time traveling thing. Like you make a decision the the left and the right, so the, it branches off and you get two universes. And each of those two universes make two universes for every decision right, you make. Right, right. But it's equally. And I don't think that I. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm for going on theory. that notion that we are on an entirely dark matter, different Earth. I, I don't like that idea at all. I, I would hate that. I think 
what I think is happening is I think there are three totally or four totally separate universes. One universe is the original Cloverfield universe. Mm-hmm. Universe well, actually, two actually, is you know what? Cloverfield Lane. You know what? Universe We're... three is the original Clover Fair Paradox. Right. And then Universe four is, is the, the one, one they traveled to. Oh, right, right, with the other, the blonde woman, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, which would explain, it would be easily explainable is that when they did it in Universe 3, the Cloverfield Paradox, it completely messed up all the space time and all these different universes. Right, we're finding out that, yeah. We find out through Paradox that that the world is at war uh, on that planet, or on that version of Earth, and it's so very different, and yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think in if there's four different universes, it would explain the conflicting events. Because Cloverfield One says that the monsters came from undersea, so well that maybe I mean, well maybe Cloverfield Paradox actually put the monsters there thousands of years earlier, right? And it was just dormant until then, kind of thing. That's been my working theory, and that's why that satellite is the one that woke it up—the crashing satellite. Mm-hmm. And them, them trying to find the satellite woke it up. Um, I think JJ's sta- statement tells you it's the same world, because he says it's Cloverfield is the amusement park. Each movie is a different ride within the the same amusement park. I like that analogy. I I can see I, it. I, All right, I know, it doesn't. I, just, I don't you know, know if he means. We'll have to wait and see, and maybe we'll never know. Yeah, maybe we'll never know. Um, we have to wrap up. We're getting a little long here. So the next film, the fourth film of the Cloverfield series, uh, is tentatively titled, and we know it'll change. <laughs> uh, it's being called Over oh, sure. Overlord right now. Um, directed by Julius Avery and written by Billy Ray and Mark L. Smith. Uh, two names I recognize in the cast, but I'll read them all. Uh, there are some, I'm going to butcher them, so I'm sorry. Joe Venadepo, Jacob Anderson, Pailu Esbeck, Ian DeCastecker, John Magaro, Wyatt Russell, and Bakeem Woodbine um, all star in this movie that is coming out uh, tentatively. I love Wyatt Russell, by the way, just side note. There you go. Uh, tentatively coming out October 26th, so this is a Halloween movie, guys. Um, the plot right now is being described as in 1944, two American paratroopers are shot down over Normandy in the midst of the D-Day invasion. And they discover that the Nazis, excuse me, are using supernatural forces against them. That sounds cheesy as hell, but I, I but I'm all in, but I'm all in, but it's just like, I know it'll, they'll make it interesting, but it just sounds so bad. I don't, know, I don't know about but that. But it does kind of go with Dave's theory of the time thing. I like the more parallel universe direction rather than the time thing. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's still like, are we all in agreement that Not a word. Paradox was the start? <laughs> that's what. That's yes, 100%. What all this, right? Yes. But so then. Right, yeah, that was the catalyst. So, I I don't know. I don't like that. You know, we're gonna be we're gonna be going to the OK Corral or something. You know. Well, that that's happens, that's you know? just yeah. I don't. He said. You know, they asked him what what other genres would you like to see because they you know he talked about they're they're pretty much different three different genres. He had a sci-fi, a thriller, exactly, and, a, and a monster yeah. movie, and now you have this this war now you movie. Have a war movie, right? Um, oh, Wyatt Russell is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. What, is, what do on, I what do I know him from? Uh, he was in that movie, The Invitation. 
Oh, oh yeah. Yes, yeah. so good. Yes, good stuff. Invitation was awesome. Um was really messed up. What do I know Bakim Wood? Oh, Bakim Woodbine. He was in uh Spider Man Homecoming. He was the second shocker. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. That's why I recognize it. And a bunch of other stuff. He's in a ton of stuff. Um, so I I don't uh, well so here's the thing though and and I'm kind of like I'm doing everything that I hate that everybody does and I'm doing the exact same thing. Pretty judging. Yeah, because <laughs> I agree with JD is that sounds stupid. Like I don't need a, a clover filled with Nazis. I don't I don't need it. I don't need storming the beaches of Normandy and then the big monster comes out. Like that sounds ridiculous. But I went into Paradox without knowing what it was about. And yeah. if you told me what it was about, and then, like, you know, the person stuck in the wires all and the worm man, all that stuff, I'd be like, that kind of sounds cheesy. But I enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. I and, and it does play into what Dave's saying about the timelines, but I like the multiple Earths. Mm-hmm idea better so i think i'm i think i am projecting my own thing on it that it I might think, I, yeah I, I think I, i'm upset i i think i have an issue is that i think without the cloverfield parts and 10 cloverfield lane i think i enjoyed that movie but i think without the cloverfield parts of the cloverfield paradox i would not have and i don't hmm. know if i'm going to enjoy overlord without the cloverfield parts like i don't know if it would be a movie that i would watch mm-hmm. without huh? the cloverfield-esque part to it we will find out in a, mm-hmm. a few short months when we all come back in, together and reconvene to talk about uh overlord the cloverfield paradox whatever whatever they're calling it i don't know uh, uh nazi hey, get, give me nazis because nazis in space well, i thought was going to be a stupid movie with Iron Sky, but it it totally turned out to be a very cheesy, awesome film. So yeah, yes. Snowman, you get Nazi zombies. So yes, Ooh. there you go. Plus, <laughs> plus, who doesn't love World War Two? Never, never enough is that Nazi. <laughs> never enough Nazi killing I, on our te- no. on our televisions Kyle, and movies. Kyle, I don't know if there's a lot of people that <laughs> would actually back that statement. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Who doesn't love, just love World War Two? Love World the War people II, who like, lived like it. The events. <laughs> like the like the events of it, like right like historically, about the events. historically, historically, yes. Which I know this isn't history. very historic, yes. but yes, uh, I understand. Who be. doesn't? Who doesn't love? I don't know. I think Ryan. Cloverfield is completely historically accurate. I think oh. it's <laughs> word, brother, word. Yeah, don't you, All right, don't you guys remember? All right, stop. No, not yet. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Um, okay, that's gonna do it for our Cloverfield podcast. Second time around, we'll do version three again uh, sometime in October or November. Um, we'll round up these same group of characters and we'll discuss it all over again and revisit everything again, because why not? It's so much fun. Um, and while we all have our different theories, we want to hear yours again, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook at atomic geeks and let us know again, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on all the channels, uh, Twitch, all that good stuff. Uh, I will be going live on Twitch again, not starting this week, but next week I'll be streaming at least one day a week on Twitch and then one day on YouTube live. Uh, playing all kinds of games. You guys will be able to request games for me to play. Um, and hopefully you guys can join me live and we can have some fun playing some video games together. Uh, maybe I can wrangle JD to, to hang out with me uh, for, for, Ooh. for a game or two. Um, I would love it. There we go. Look at that. You got all excited about it. I don't have an Xbox though, so you have to watch me play PlayStation. Sorry, buddy. 
Oh, dang. It's okay. <laughs> um, speaking of, JD, if people want to find you on Twitter or anything like that, are you still on Twitter? Do you uh, Anything you want to? No. no Twitter, okay. Twitter's gone for good. Good so. Good for you. Good for you. I'm with you, buddy. I'm you with you, you lost. You're gone, Jenny? I, I check into it maybe once a month just to see if I have messages. <laughs> I, yeah. I never go on it. I just, just cut the cord. It was easier. Yeah. Good, good for you. I miss, All right. I miss the Twitter days of just fun stuff and like movie releases. It's not that anymore. All right. It's not. We'll talk it about isn't. we'll talk about the decline of of the plague that is Twitter on another no, podcast. No, we're not talking about it now. No, Dave. we're not. We're talking about it now. Right now. <laughs> I don't need that headache right now. Um Kyle, you are on social media and you have things to plug, so please talk about them. Yes, um you can follow me at Kyle Krause89 on Twitter. Uh you can also listen to me on the Legends TV Talk podcast. Uh, you can follow that on Twitter at Legends Talk TV, and you can also follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Legends TV Talk. Cool beans, cool beans. Um, Jenny, uh, you're Dave. you're quiet on Twitter, but you still are there and Instagram, though. I am still there, yes. Mostly Instagram these days. Um, but I am at Robbie Art still and forever. <laughs> there you go. Uh, JD, I would like to say thank you very much for making some time out of your busy schedule to rejoin us for this episode. And who knows, oh. maybe we'll get you for a couple more here in the 2018. Oh, it was my pleasure. It was great to be back. So, yeah, I'm glad. Wait, one question. Absolutely. One question for JD. Yes. Any of the new Star Wars movies? I have not. I have not actually. So no. Uh, yeah, for I those have for seen episode four. So oh, for that those for those who don't know the history, JD up until recently had never seen a single Star Wars movie, um, and apparently he's now watched A New Hope. And what did you think? I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, really? I. I can imagine falling in love with it back in the 70s when it was released. Awesome. I just, it was a great, it was a good, good movie, so. Are you going to, plans to watch the rest? Nope. Oh, one and done. (laughs) (laughs) One and done. Eventually, eventually, yeah, I'll get to it, so. All right. All right, that is going to do it for this week's show. We will be back next week. Uh, If you have not, uh, please like and subscribe to this podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, do me a favor, also subscribe to our network of podcasts. We've got the Two Broke Geeks, the Just Two Pals, uh, the Coffee Jelly Hour. I don't talk about them as much as I probably should. And Ringside Geeks, our wrestling podcast. Um, and as Kyle said, he's on Legends TV Talk. You can find those guys. They are not associated with us, but we will still give them some love. Um, also, I'm going to give some love to my buddy's podcast. Uh, his name is Brandon. He does a podcast with his wife called Monster Buddies. Uh, they're on hiatus Ooh. at the moment, but he... Uh, is a big monster fan, and so he takes his wife and shows him the stuff that he loved as a child and growing up, and they watch it together, like Gremlins and uh, some Goosebumps books uh, and episodes and stuff like that, and they discuss that afterwards, and it's quite humorous. It's only about a 20-minute, half-hour episode, so it's brief, to the point, and uh, entertaining. So Monster Buddies is what it's called. I'm hoping they're still doing more. I know he's a busy guy right now, so I just wanted to throw a shout-out to those guys. All right. That is our bro- Oh, you know what? Uh, we have a sponsor, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Wizard World. Oh, yeah. Wizard World conventions all across America. They happen all the time. Almost every weekend there's a Wizard World. Um, while I'm talking, I should bring up their schedule. I think Cleveland was the most recent one this past weekend. Um, 
wizardworld.com is where you can go to find out their schedules. Nope, Cleveland is coming up next. March 2nd, 3rd, 4th with Stan Lee, David Tennant, Billy Piper, Ezra Miller, Ray Fisher, John Barrowman, uh, James Marsters, Charisma Carpenter, Lex Luthor himself, Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. Uh, lots of Torchwood people. That's awesome. Uh, Matt Ryan, Constantine will be there. Nichelle Nichols, Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger will be there. Holly Marie Combs for you Charmed fans. Thomas Ian Nicholas from Rookie of the Year in American Pie. Uh, and many, many more. Um, if you want to go, we will hook you up with some tickets. General admission, one, two day, three day passes, whatever you want. They got to be general admission tickets. We will get you 20% off with the code ATOMIC20, A-T-O-M-I-C-2-0 at checkout. Use that code. You'll get 20% off on general admission tickets for the whole weekend if you want, uh, or just one or two, two three day passes, whatever you want. Uh, so use that code on not just Cleveland, but any show that's coming up. And you'll get 20% off your ticket. We will hook you up. We're, we're cool like that. Been to a few Wizard Worlds. I think Kyle went to Madison with me. Um, I've been to several. And they're a blast. So uh, lots of fun. Lots of cool stuff uh, to be seen, to be had. Panels are great. Cosplayers are always really good. They have a lot of good uh, hosted cosplayers that go with tour, like, tour with them to each show. Um, and they do a good job with their conventions. So Atomic 20 at checkout. Show some love to us. We don't get anything for it, but you get 20% off. So there you go. There it is. Word. Con season is heating up right now. So jump on that now. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Cloverfield rocks.